This is COVID-19 Seattle. I'm Dave Ross. And I'm Aaron Granillo. Another shutdown? Governor Jay Inslee is warning Washington could take a big step backward if coronavirus cases continue to spike. Last week, I announced a pause on reopening phases because of the increasing COVID-19 activity. If these trends were to continue, we would have to be prepared to go back to where we were in March. He says hospitalizations are also rising in our states, but even so, it is still about half the level of the pandemic's peak back in spring. Now, that's when the state was averaging more than 500 coronavirus hospitalizations a week. Having young people, we really need them to step up the plate and not be hanging around with 8 or 10 or 12 people shoulder to shoulder uh, having a beer on a sunny day. It's just too dangerous, and we, we really need them to help us out here and believe they can. Latest figures from the state health department show young people, those between ages 20 and 39, make up nearly 40 percent of all confirmed cases. But even though the numbers don't look good, Inslee says for now, we're not going to go back to the more drastic stay-at-home orders. What has changed is we now have an ability, hopefully, to have the best of both worlds, to be able to reopen up our businesses at the right pace and wear masks and succeed of keeping this virus from overwhelming our hospitals. So that's good. Part of the reason we're not backtracking yet is because we now have more widespread mask use and contact tracing. President Trump has been touting the country's low death rate from the coronavirus. Our mortality rate is right now at a level that uh, people don't talk about, but it's down tenfold. The president has also repeatedly stated the U.S. has the lowest COVID-19 mortality rate in the world. And he also called out the media this week for not reporting that. But his claim is false. The United States actually has the ninth worst death rate in the world, with about 40 deaths per 100,000 people. That's according to Johns Hopkins University. Still, the death rate is declining in the U.S. Dr. Anthony Fauci, however, worries that it's giving people a false sense of security. It's a false narrative to take comfort in, in a lower rate of death. There's so many other things that are very dangerous and bad about this virus. He had this blunt message for people who are not working to stop the spread. By getting infected, by allowing yourself to get infected because of risky behavior, you are part of the propagation of the outbreak. So you are part of the problem. And there are other numbers to look at, too, just outside of the mortality rate that can help us figure out just how bad this new wave of coronavirus cases really is. So here are a few. We can look at the fact that, yes, hospitalizations are rising. We've seen, you know, Florida and Arizona, parts of Texas, they're nearing 100 percent capacity. I I heard this morning that a hospital system out there in Texas is worried that because of the July 4th gatherings that they're going to hit 100 percent capacity in the coming weeks. So there's there's that that's going on. And also the percent positivity is going up. You can look to Arizona. I, I heard that it's now one out of four, 25 percent or so in Arizona, uh, people who are getting tested now are testing positive. You would expect at the beginning, if you recall, when we were talking about we need to see more testing, we need to see more testing because you wanted to see the positivity rate go down. That's right. what should happen. But that's not what's happening now in places like Arizona. And even here, too, we're seeing our positivity rate go up. That means... You know, people who are getting sick and choosing to go get tested. Right. Odds are, well, not odds, but there's a good chance now that they're testing positive for COVID.
That's what brings you in when you suddenly right. decide, uh, suddenly realize you lose your sense of smell. I better get tested. And sure, it's likely to come back positive in a case like that. Right. The uh, chart I've been looking at is one put up by Real Clear Politics, which usually does tracking polls for political contests. But what they have done is look at the death rates and compare them to the number of people dying from the flu. Mm. And latest for Washington State, 1,384 due to coronavirus and 607 due to seasonal flu. So that those give you some kind of perspective as to how this is different from past outbreaks. And in places like uh, New York, it's dramatic. Mm. The deaths from COVID in New York, 32,292. The seasonal flu death, this is the average, would be 3,408. So one-tenth uh, from flu compared to what you are getting from COVID-19. I've also thought about this in recent weeks as we did uh, you know, reach these summer months. You remember there were a lot of people talking about this virus just fading away once the summer months hit, right? Once yeah. temperatures peaked. This virus does not care about humidity or triple-digit heat. It's, it's here. It is not the seasonal flu. It seemingly doesn't care about seasons at all. Well, also, we've had big swings in social policy, right? right. We had, in, with the initial outbreak, which had people really, really scared, we all stayed home. And, uh, and so it was impossible for it to spread. As things seem to calm down, of course, we've opened up uh, the nice weather, which may not be good for the virus, still encourage people to socialize. And so now you see the spike as a result of that. And and it's now being traced to things like church services, like uh, parties, like uh, outdoor gatherings where people get close. So um, I will say this. We were warned. <laughs> it's just that a lot of people didn't believe it. Right. Also want to mention this, that there is a chance that the death rate could go up. This is according to public health experts like Dr. Anthony Fauci, for instance, uh, he's saying in the coming weeks, we could see that death rate rise because the number typically follows an increase in hospitalizations, which are spiking right now. Also, part of the reason that the death rate is declining could be because of the fact that more young people are catching the virus and they are less likely to die after getting infected. President Trump this morning went against the grain of agencies tasked with helping the U.S. out of the pandemic and his also speaking out against the Centers for Disease Control. President wants schools to fully reopen this fall, and he threatened to cut federal funding if they don't. CDC handed over guidelines at a meeting. The president tweeted this morning that he disagrees with the CDC's, quote, tough and expensive guidelines. He says they are asking schools to do impractical things. Those guidelines are posted online, and they include things like promoting hand washing and mask wearing, ensuring adequate supplies like soap and hand sanitizer, and considering modified classroom layouts if schools reopen. CBS News medical contributor Dr. David Agus doesn't disagree with reopening, provided the proper precautions are taken. I believe children should be in school, and I believe, obviously, parents need that, but we need to wear masks. Education Secretary Betsy DeVos said schools had failed students, families, and taxpayers with remote learning, and then put the onus back onto local leaders to figure out a solution. Ultimately, it's not a matter of if schools should reopen. It's simply a matter of how. They must fully open, and they must be fully operational. And how that happens is best left to education and community leaders. I, I guess I I agree to a certain extent that it should be left up to, you know, individual 
school well, districts. Yes, I, I, you, you can't. You exactly. don't want the Spanish from Washington D.C., right? right? And, yeah, exactly. And this is being driven by teachers. At least the teachers I know are very worried about being infected because they're there with a bunch of uh, children who are probably, depending on the grade, not adept at social distancing, may not be wearing their masks consistently at home, and and you don't know who they're interacting with once they're outside the classroom. And um, different schools are constructed differently. So I don't see how, how one guideline, a uh, set of guidelines from Washington, D.C. can help. I, I think you have to trust that school districts don't want their teachers or students infected any more than the the uh, community does and will do the right thing. We know it works, right? Better ventilation systems, masks, distancing, uh, smaller class sizes. Maybe you have to run classes in shifts, and I know all those things are being considered. As for the threat of losing federal funding, I don't think that's going to happen. I think politically that would be toxic in districts, whether they're red or blue. We will be back tomorrow and every day after with a 10-minute rundown of the daily local news. You can subscribe to this podcast. You can also find our news coverage on MyNorthwest.com or listen live at 97.3 FM.